You're very welcome back to the latest edition of Treaty Talk with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Incredibly, we were just saying, Matt, episode 123, uh, another bumper weekend of action for uh, the Limerick Faithful with the ladies footballers in All-Ireland semi-final action. And obviously, we'll look back on the hurlers winning the Munster Championship for the second year running. Um, and we'll look forward to who the hurlers will be playing next weekend. We don't know, obviously, but there's two games tomorrow to decide that. We'll start with the latest footballers. We won't delve too much into it because there's a separate podcast on SoundCloud that you were involved with, uh, with the manager, Don Ryan, Captain Neve McCarthy, and Vice Captain Caroline Hickey. I'll have a link below for, for that uh, podcast in full for anyone to listen to it. But just on that game as a whole, it's an All-Ireland semi-final for Limerick. We were here two years ago, got over the line. It's, it's a new team. It'll be a new challenge for all the girls involved. But from speaking the other day, they seem very confident. Yeah, and I suppose um, to a certain degree that confidence is is is, is well placed, Jack, because um, after the league campaign, there, there was no getting away from it or no hiding from it. Uh, the league campaign was disappointing. If, if if you play five games and and you win one and draw one, you, you know that is certainly not rooting up any trees and. But like there are, there were circumstances feeding into why that was the situation. The one that you alluded to immediately uh, before we, before you asked the question about it being a relatively new squad. Actually, um, there, there were so many newcomers. It was it, it was a new manager, and there was a bedding down process. process. And as Donald Ryan said, the, the um, during the week that um, they, they were using the league as a means to an end in, in, in preparation for the, for the championship. And um, like they, I've seen the two championship games so far and they certainly have impressed me. They have impressed me with their resilience because there were, there were marked similarities between both games. First of all, both games were against Ulster opposition, namely Derry and Antrim. Both games were on windy days. Both games, Limerick played with the wind in the first half. Both games, Limerick didn't seem to have a comfortable lead um, at, at halftime, particularly in, in the game against Antrim, um, when they had only a couple of points of a lead and, and, and a strong win to their back. But the resilience that they showed in the second half and the defensive qualities that they showed in the second half, like, it, it, it just told me that this this Limerick team were knitting together, and um, like the, the defensive strategy and um, that they employed in, in 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 those two games, which saw out the two games very 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 comfortably. No, it's 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 not an opposition again. It's it's for Manor. There is no doubt there's going to be a step up in 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 the standard because for Manor have been playing in Division 3, Limerick have been in Division 4, albeit Limerick had a win and a draw in Division 4. For Manor could only picked up just one win in five games in, in, in Division 3, and that was over Longford in the second round. They, they suffered four straight defeats otherwise. Now, there's a small bit of a history be, between Limerick and, and, and for Manor. Going, going back about 18 months, they met in the very same Kinnegad, in, in, in the Division 4 semi-final in 2019. At halftime, Limerick looked home and hosed, and with one foot in the final, they were leading 4-6 to 1-4, an 11 points margin. 
And in the second half, Limerick just got up, only scored a single point, and, and, and Fulmana went on to win the game 215 to, to 4 7. So, like, there are, all right, there are only five or six players from that, from that squad that day. There are actually only five players that featured that day um, Caroline Hickey and Roisin Ambrose, uh, Rebecca Daly, uh, Katie Heelan. Um, the, the, the feature that the, the, there's a, a fifth fifth girl, um, Kathy Mee, um, that, that feature that day. And um, like, it, it's complete change. But having said that, there's a residue of hurt. And um, Caroline Hickey said it during the week, that the, the hurt from, from that game is still very fresh in their mind and will certainly, in my view, be, be something of a driving force and be a, a motivating force. Um, but having said that, um, like, if you were basing it on lead farm going into the championship, you wouldn't have been too optimistic, Jack. Now, there was a school of thought out there that when the draw was made, when the draw was revised, that Limerick got on the lucky side of the draw. That Fermanagh and Derry may have been the, been the weaker sides because there were Division Four sides and we had avoided Wicklow and... Um, and um, um, Fermanagh, who were Division Three sides, but having said that, I I think Limerick are, you know, they, they're geared up to give this a right good go, and I, I I think they're in with a decent chance. Like, if you go back to 2018, now the the, the narrative this time is that it's weak loss to lose, and you will recall and I will recall in 2018 when we were down to the semi-final stage, Louth were playing Antrim, Limerick were playing London that it was louds to lose. And, and we saw what happened. Yeah, we did see what happened. Um, I suppose just on that end there for a second and, and listen to the girls tonight. Did they really speak about growing, obviously as a new team, some new players, they spoke about growing each week, every game. Uh, Neve McCarthy noted every, every day is a learning curve. How important is it that they actually got a few weeks after the two wins just to, to look back to see what worked well and they actually had that time to, to look forward to a semi-final and now they'll be able to put it into practice. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it is very, very important and and, and, she, and she actually stressed that. I, I think she, uh, as far as I recall, she went down as far as saying that every training session was even nearly a learning curve. And um, like th that would give you a sense of um, an idea of, of, of the, um, the, um, the, the approach and, and the, the attitude of the girls, which which is absolutely excellent. No, she was disappointed, and she said it about the fact that, um, like, they, they weren't able to share post-match time with their teammates because of the COVID and all that, which, as as we all know, is a huge help in 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 bonding. Like, but it, it's a, it's a year like no other, Jack. And I, I hope certainly it, it, it's it's the only type of this year that we. I hope we won't see a repeat of it again. But, um, you, you know, I, I think they have come a long, long way. And, and the, 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 the improvement from the league is dramatic, absolutely dramatic. And I thought that the improvement from the Derry game to the Antrim game was marked in so far as that I would have thought that the Antrim would have, Antrim had a poor league, but they had, they were. Uh, they actually only had a shadow team in the league, so they rolled out all their big guns. They 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 all came back. They were all back in 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 for the championship. 
and and um, Stephen B. Um, you know the way Limerick saw him off, like it was a very comfortable win in the. It was a very efficient and competent performance, and I'm hoping to see more of the same on Sunday, and that it might be good enough to beat for Manor. Yeah, and if if you're giving a cautious vote to Limerick, who do you think that they'll play in the final if they can get over that hurdle? Obviously, Wicklow are huge favourites, but I actually saw Antrim play in Tyrone a few weeks back, and they were very impressive, and and they improved from that limp performance. So do you think Antrim can overturn Wicklow, or is it Wicklow's to lose still? Uh, I suppose it's Wicklow to lose. Wicklow's to lose. <coughs> they were very convincing wins. Or, or they had a very, very, very convincing, convincing win over Carlo, and I suppose that added to the narrative, like that, that how strong they were. No, they struggled to beat Fermanagh. Like they, 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 they went to Fermanagh and they won, they won by nine points to one two. So maybe at the end of the day they're not that far ahead of they're not that far ahead of the posse. I think I think there's a possibility of an upset there, but you know if you put me on the spot, I think it'll have to be Wicklow, you know. Yeah, and obviously uh, that game this Sunday in Kinnegat at one o'clock. It's available uh, live on the LGFA Facebook page. Um, one o'clock. Hopefully, we'll have an All Ireland final to look forward to next week. We definitely have another... And by the way, but the Limerick team is named and it's unchanged from that which started against Antrim. Lovely. Thanks for that, Matt. Uh, I hadn't seen it now, but unchanged, as you said, from three weeks ago. Hopefully everything has gone well in the camp since. Uh, thankfully, no injuries. There's a certain in, amount of continuity and a certain amount of consistency there. Like, and um, like, Don Ryan has sprung players from the bench in the two previous games. And players that were able to make make a difference. But up front, we have two of the more experienced, uh, two of the players from the 2018 panel, who are in devastating form. Kathy Mee has scored three seven in the two championship games to date, and Amy Ryan is in absolutely smashing form at, at, at full forward. So, like the actual um, spine of our our, our, our attack, you, you know, are, are are really really leading the way. And these are two of the two of the girls that were there in the squad in 2018. Yeah, and there is there is a very strong spine, as you said, and just the familiarity in that side is, uh, is definitely growing. I know it's a new squad from the start of the year, but in the three games now, you're getting familiar with the girls. And I suppose we saw with Billy Lee's side that, that familiarity breeds like happiness in the side of the squad. They, they know how each other play, they know what, the way it works. So it's definitely good to see an unchanged side after three weeks. It is, and then the, the, the McCarthy's form a very strong spine at the at the back. The, the McCarthy sisters, Maeve and, and Neve, who is the captain. Now, the, the form of Caroline Hickey and Roisin Ambrose has been absolutely outstanding in 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 in, in both games. And Antrim uh, pitted two of their best players at midfield before the game in anticipation of getting a pull there and using it as a launch pad. But it, 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 it was all the, the game was all about Caroline Hickey and and Roshin Ambrose, who, in my opinion, totally dominated that area. Yeah, and look, we'll I know we'll we'll have to rely on those experienced players around the middle of the field just um to draw on that experience to beat London two years ago. But as I said, hopefully we'll have that All Ireland final to look forward to. Um, we definitely have a semi final look, another semi final to look forward to next week. Uh, Limerick are back in the All Ireland semi final. We don't know who they'll play yet. We'll look at the games that will decide that in a little while. But it's it's great time for the Limerick Hurlers, Matt. Back to back Munster champions for the first time in, in 29 years and probably the biggest test to date. But it was probably needed for Kylie's side to have that, that test against Waterford and to come through with four points to spare. 
Yeah, you can make it 39 years, actually, 1981. Oh, sorry about my maths there, 39 years, yeah. Just, just, that's your maths lesson for today, Jack. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, um, I, 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 like, it, it wasn't Limerick's most spectacular performance, uh, Jack. There, there, there's no use in deluding ourselves into believing otherwise. Um, Limerick were, were well below their best, and it's something that John Kylie in his post-match in, in interview acknowledged. But, but you know, um, like whatever Tim all guns blazing, as we expected they did, and we were saying here last week that it might in many ways mirror the league semi-final against Dublin um, last year, which in, in, in a lot of ways it did. That um, Waterford really crowded uh, and and we saw, I suppose, three or four, what in, what in rugby would be called rocks or malls, you know, where there was a whole um, bunch of players um, chasing the one ball or something like that you'd see in a school playground. Um, it, but um, no, it wasn't Limerick's best performance. Um, but having said that, the resilience they showed in, in the face of what was a vibrant water of a challenge to dig out the result is was most admirable. Limerick teams in the past, Jack, have played better and lost, but not this team. This, this just shows you the, the mental strength of this team, and it shows you again. As as if it was needed to be shown, to be shown, the strength of the bench, and the idea that it's a twenty-man game. Like you had Seamus Flanagan um, coming off the bench. What does he do? He pops over a point. Adrian Breen comes off the bench. He pops over a point. Now two points. You're saying the great scheme of things um, isn't a lot, but we we won by four. You know, it was one of those tight games where, where every score, single score, was precious. And um, like the, 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 the form of, of Graham Mulcahy, like four points from play, um, two at a crucial stage when we really, really needed them. But for me, the highlight of the day was, and uh, I wasn't one bit surprised that he got man of the match. I thought it was an incredible performance by Keane Lynch. Um, he never drops below a certain level, but I, I honestly think there's a level of performance that was at an all-time, at an all-time new level, even for Keen Lynch. I, I thought he was just absolutely outstanding, and and had great had great support in the middle from Willem O'Donoghue, playing another powerful performance. Because if 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 you look at it, and if you look at the semi-final, and if you look at the influence. Jamie Byrne and Jake Dillon accepted in the semi-final win over Cork. And to see how their, their, their influence last Sunday was so, so curtailed. And it was because of the performance of Keane Lynch in that area and Willem, and, and Willem O'Donoghue. You know, another absolutely, um, absolutely fabulous performance. Like uh, one for the ages again from Keane Lynch. Aaron Glenn pops up with 10 points. Um, my problem with, with, with Adam Gillan, I don't have a problem with Adam Gillan as such, but um, the problem I have is that I don't think at times that he gets the protection that he should be getting. You know, and like uh, I, I know um, game uh, hurling is a very fast game, deliver a fast ball in. Um, I thought on a number of occasions last Sunday that Adam Gillan was clearly fouled and got nothing. And um, 
uh, I'm, I'm beginning to think um, that that's uh, plus plus the fact I suppose that he's been double marked in 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 most games. But um, you know, I, I I think in the close calls and the 50, 50 calls anyway, Angelan is is not getting the rub of the green, and and um, I I'm a bit disappointed with that. But but, but what a player like. Um, but if the, if anyone can rise above it, he, he he can rise above it. But still, in all, I would like to see a bit of help there. Yeah, I suppose I suppose for Killian, it probably goes against him just the, the size he's put on. He he's well able to look after himself, and I suppose it probably goes against him. But he he'll rise above that. He'll he he can he can take you anyway. He can take it low. He can take it above your head, like in behind you, in front of you, like. He's just an awesome, awesome forward, really. Like, isn't he? It's just, he's just, he's absolutely incredible. Like, he, he just is incredible. When, when you see the attention that po opposing defenses are are, are 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 giving him, and when you when you when you marry that with the influence he has, despite that, and in spite of that, you know, it it, it gives you a sense of, of of what a player he is. You know. Yeah, but you have to you have to to give credit to I know you mentioned Graham O'Kelly already, but Peter Casey as well. Like oh, Casey, yeah. especially in the first half, there was a five, ten minute blitz where he clipped over a couple of points, he got a hook in on, on Jamie Barron and and like if you can if you can stop Galant to an extent like, he got two points from play, which is low for him. You get seven then from the other two boys. So like that was the thing about Limerick. The half forward line was probably marked out of it, and it's probably the first time we've ever seen Hegarty and Morrissey and David Reedy played there at the weekend. He marked out of it. And you have the full forward line then scoring 17 points between them. They can hit yeah, you from the early the, uh, You know, the seven points that you mentioned is because of the attention that Galan is, is getting, that there's an extra small bit of space cropping up, cropping up for the boys, and they're so well able to take it. Like, um, like uh, the economy with which Peter Casey can put the ball over the bar is incredible. He, he put two in a row there at one stage. Uh, two, uh, two excellent scores, beautiful art scoring points. Yeah, and Casey certainly has it down to a fine tee. And I suppose, as you mentioned there, we must well talk about Keen Lynch. As you mentioned him, I thought he was he was so good at centre forward against against Tipperary. It was kind of you can't not leave him there. John Kiley put him into midfield. He kind of settled the squad, got a couple of scores as well from midfield. But I think then his biggest contribution was going in on Tyg de Burke late on. And he totally negated Tyg de Burke. Now, he didn't win much ball himself, but uh, the centre-back for Waterford was clearing up and Lynch goes in and the tide turns then when Lynch goes in. He's just yeah. so important. And he could play anywhere, really. Oh, he can play anywhere. He can play anywhere. And, and Kyle Hayes is a bit the same as well because like, he had a huge second half at, 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 at wing-back. And um, like you know, um, it all goes well going forward. That you had Richie English on the bench and was ready to come off the bench if if, if he was needed. So like John Kiley has suddenly has got options in defence now. Just talking about defence, Mikey Casey did have his operation during the week, and we wish him the very very best for a speedy recovery. Um, we can't wait to see him back in, in, in the green number three again. Uh, ho hopefully, it, it, it will be sooner rather than later. But best wishes to him for the recovery. But um, the fact that Rich English has come back now is a boost. Gives, gives additional um, op op options to, to John Kiley going forward. And as you said at the outset, for instance, if we are playing Tipperary, 
Um, they will be playing for a third week in a row. And so will Galway. So like that, um, um, it, 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 um, the, the, the fact that Limerick have a fortnight break um, is, 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 is very, very welcome. And um, it, it will give John Kiley, Paul Kennock and the, the management team um, that, that extra bit of time, which is vital. Um, because, um, you, you know, recovery time, recovery time of a week or six days or a week, just that it's gone so competitive. It's played at, played at such a high pace. There is such preparation for it that it's not adequate. I think John Kiley would be very, very relieved to have got the job done um, last Sunday and not having to go into the bear pit that is the qualifiers. Yeah, I suppose in recent years, and I was talking to this uh, about it uh, during the week, and I said that winning, winning Munster before, look, it's obviously great to win your province and you go out to win it. But a lot of teams that caught in the semi-final, notably ourselves last year against Kilkenny, but to have to have that break now, it's definitely beneficial to win it. But just before we move on to the other games, I just want to talk about, as you were talking about there, the back line. And we'll we talk about them as a, as a whole. And obviously, it's, it's excellent to have rich English factors. There's few better in the country, if any. But if you said to me um, after the Clare game, rich English is back for Tipperary, I'd, I would have said, put him in straight away. It doesn't matter who comes out. But I think the performances of Barry Nash and Dan Morrissey in the full back line have, have gotten to a level now where you're happy to have English on the bench. Now, obviously, Kylie can, can throw him in if you want. But you have to know, like, Morrissey is well out of position and so, so is Nash. And they've adapted so well. And they were imperious against Waterford. Yeah, they were. They were and, but um, Dan Morrissey had limited experience playing at full back, which was a help to him when he, when he went in there. And... Um, but, but he has grown into the position, like, um, uh, but as for Barry Nash, like, look, we, 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 I don't know why we're surprised that, that, that he has stepped up to the mark. He, he's such a fine hurler. But um, you, you must remember the first transition that Barry Nash made was from attack to defence. <clears throat> An awful lot of eyebrows were raised when John Kiley named him for the first time at left half back. And I suppose it... Look, I, I thought for sticking out that, that he would revert back into the corner. I think we said it in advance of the Clare game that there's a strong possibility that he would be back in, in, at cornerback. And like, maybe apart from the early, exchange, um, early stages of the Clare game, I think he has been, as, as you said, imperious back there. I think he, he's been excellent. He, he's an excellent hurler, you see. This is it. <coughs> Basically, a very, very good hurler that has the suite of skills that Barry Nash has and has the physique and the, 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 that he has. He's, he's basically very, very adaptable and, and, and can play more than one position. And it, it's been proved now where Barry Nash can play. He can play in the attack. Now he has been in the forwards in a couple of places, corner forward and wing forward. And now he, he's, he's played half back and now he's playing in, in, in the full back line. Yeah, and, and just on that, like I, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's excellent to have rich English back, and it just makes Limerick all that more um, unpredictable. You could easily put in English at fuller corner, move Morrissey and Nash out to the wing to free up Kyle to go back to the forwards, or you could leave it as a Kyle back there. Like, whoever Limerick go on to play, it's just going to be a nightmare to prepare for. And we, we will talk about those games. So, obviously, tomorrow we have Tipperary and Galway. If Galway win... Uh, Limerick are to play Galway that's set in stone if Tipperary win it depends how the 
the Clare Waterford game goes. But obviously, on that Tipperary Galway game, uh, Limerick obviously pushed Tipperary to the sword a few weeks ago. They recovered with a kind of a, a dogged win over Cork, you want to say. Galway on the other side then probably should be Leinster champions and save through the semi final. So you have two teams, one team coming in with a bit of momentum, one team ruin a loss. Galway are obviously favourites, but I just have this niggling feeling that Tipperary will continue to improve and just get, get over the line. Yeah, and, and um, I, I think the most marked improvement and the most marked change in, in, in Tip was um, between the first and the second half in the game against Cork. Because I, I thought they were dire in the first half, very, very poor. Apart from shooting 11 wides, I think, in that first half, when they had a strong breeze at their back, um, I thought they were—I thought they were extremely poor overall. But it was a completely different tip side that we saw in the second half. You know, they pounded Cork into submission. Cork came back at them. They—they—they they, they, they got that goal by by um, by Jason Ford after half time, which was a major fillip, and they seemed to be holding on. But as the game entered into the closing stages, Cork came back and went uh, and 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 drew level. And it, it was then that we, we really saw the resilience of, of, of where Tip really, really, really dug in. I agree with you. I, I think we will see a better performance, um, a better performance from Tip on, on, on Saturday. Um, uh, now, Galway, you could honestly say about Galway that they did everything but win the Leinster final. Um, <coughs> they looked to be coasting, were hit by that, that double... Um, by that double whammy of two goals in a minute, um, recovered from that, went back in front, uh, back in front, and again lost their way a bit in 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 the closing stages, which which must be worrying for for, for their management team. But um, I I still think um, that Galway are going to provide a very very formidable challenge now. I'm right in saying is that the last three meetings they've had in the championship one point is separated in, 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 in all three. I, I, I feel that there's, there's an extra gear in Galway and that Galway will be a much, will be a totally, totally different challenge for Tip than, 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 than Cork were. Um, I, I, I expect that you'll see a, a, a performance from Tipperary better than the performance against Cork. But I expect there'll be a Galway bounce um, that, that, that they will rebound. And and I, I have a hunch that Galway might get over the line on that one. Yeah, um, obviously our, our predictions didn't go too great last week. But um, I'm, I'm going to say tip. Yeah, only, uh, there was only a point in most of them. <laughs> I'm going to say tip. You will say Galway. Um, obviously, if it is a Galway win, we'll have a repeat of the 2018 All-Ireland Final in the semi-final. It's hardly a bit futile to look forward to a game that might never come to pass. But when you look at that 2018 game in isolation, like if it went on five minutes longer, it was Galway's All-Ireland. So like if it is Limerick-Galway, it's going to be a cracker. Oh, it's going to be a cracker. It's Absolutely. It's it, it's going to be a cracker. And, and he, he, even if the vagaries of the draw throws up, and if Tip win and the vagaries of the draw pitters against Tipperary in the semi-final, like that's going to be a cracker too. Then um, there are no easy games left, Jack. Yeah, and just on that for a second, I suppose that the Saturday evening game. Um, I suppose when I, I was watching the qualifiers, Clare and Wexford and Tipperary and Cork, and look, I wasn't I wasn't too impressed, but there was definitely a step up in level. Uh, 
the, the Galway Kilkenny Leinster final and then obviously the Munster final between Limerick and Waterford. That championship now is moving into that new gear where you don't notice the fans aren't there as much. There's, there's really more intensity on the field of play. Did you notice that yourself? I did. I did. I did. I did. I, I certainly noticed it in the play, but I, I just cannot get it out of my head having no fans, no bums and seats and, and, and the excitement. Like, um, it was very morgue-like in, 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 in Torless last Sunday, but like we won the Munster final and you know the outpouring when Limerick win, all that was absent, like just so muted. Um, they just what trooped off to their changing area rather than changing room. Um, immediately after the game, like it was very anticlimactic. Um, um, but <coughs> certainly as for the intensity of the hurling and the quality of the hurling, um, was was very 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 good. And you know, you, it, it's just that that makes it the bigger pity that, that that there weren't fans there to see it and enjoy it. Yeah, look, it is it is an awful pity, and we'll, we'll never get over it for as long as we have this behind closed door games. I we were coming home on uh, Saturday night and, and or Sunday night and driving through the city, and usually it'd be packed and there'd be fans roaming the streets and everything to celebrate. Look, we're not going to have it this year. We just have to get used to it. But I think Peter Casey spoke about it, and I think Hegarty did it after the game as well. That on field the players aren't noticing as much, and um, the intensity on the battle of the field they obviously miss the crowd and the noise and everything, but. Look, that's that's just the, the way things are going. Um, obviously, then we have Watford and Clare afterwards, and depending depending on the Galway Tipperary game, if Tipperary win, we'll we'll be watching this game again, looking at potential opponents. If Tip win and Watford win, we've Tip. If Tip win and Clare win, it's a draw because we've played both from already. But just on this merit of a game, Watford against Clare, I suppose for the first time in three or four years, Watford will come into this game as favourites. Probably for the first time this year. Watford would be favoured to win a game. How different will it be to come for Liam Cattle's side to come in expecting a win against the Clare team who have been on the road now? It'll be a fourth game in five weeks, but obviously they have Tony Kelly. Yeah. Um, before that, if if it is a draw, is it on Monday? The the draw, I'm I'm unsure, Matt, to be honest with you. I honestly couldn't tell I, you. I'm not sure as well because um, if it is on Monday, like I, I think it's a pity that when the last ball is is poked in the water of them, the Clare game in, in Cork, that in my view, you know, the draw should take place then to give. Uh, yeah. count is a maximum amount of time, you know. Yeah, I suppose it, 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 it would be beneficial to give him time, but in the it's it's a truncated championship. When would you think you'd have a a semi-final two weeks for an All-Ireland final or three months of games in a row like so I think teams are used to it but it, yeah, it is a valid point Convention has gone out the window this year like what we've been used to it's not there anymore but getting, getting back to your, your, your question it, it will be strange for Waterwood coming into a game um, to um, to be favourites like over the last two years um, Waterwood to date between 2018 since the advent of the new format like Waterford have played 10 championship games and and like they, they, they've had a draw with Tipperary in 2018 <coughs> they four, and three defeats four straight defeats last year <coughs> victory over Cork um, for Waterford ended a long losing sequence dating back almost three years and they, they will take great heart from from their performance against um, against Limerick in, in in the monster final, but like 
Um, all bets are off at the moment with the with the way Tony Kelly is playing. Like he is, it's it's a, it's 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 Ryan the Rover stuff in reality. You know, it's Tony of the Rover stuff. Like um, it's 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 unbelievable. The, the performance against Wexford was just simply incredible. And um, uh, they are going to they're going to welcome back at David McInerney who sat out the game against. Wexford is, is, is going to be back, which will be a, a, a big boost for Clare. And um, but I, the one will win in favourites. Um, it depends. Like Liam Cahill has a big job of work to, to do this week because speaking afterwards after the after the final last Sunday, like he's he frankly admitted, he said we, we came here expecting to win the game. And um, it's 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 it'll, it'll come down to how he will refocus his troops, how they can draw a line under the monster final defeat, how quickly they can do it, and refocus on the job of Claire. I suspect that they will do it pretty quickly. And um, I I honestly think that I I fancy Waterwood slightly in this one. Yeah, you you'd have you'd have to fancy Waterwood. As as you said, Tony, a special word has to go to, to the Clareman, Tony Kelly. Um, is it is it one one? It was one fifteen the second day. He scored seventeen points in Limerick and another one fifteen at the weekend. Like it, it's it's hard of the year stuff. And can you give a hard of the year award to a player who's knocked out in quarter final? I don't see anything. The hurler of the year is the hurler of the year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I'd be hopeful that the number of Limerick players would have been saying that. Yeah, you you'll be hopeful that there's obviously a fair share of Limerick players in the mix for that, and and just on individuals for a second, Richie Hogan's goal against Galway, um, after being written off by so many, to come up with a goal like that, and, and Richie's hurt us in the past, so it was it was kind of refreshing to see him do something like that against a different team, but the skill levels otherworldly, like, I unbelievable, unbelievable, you know, and that's 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 you know that that's what makes hurling a beautiful game, a wonderful game. Um, that attracts us so much to it, and it attracts so many people to, to, to want to watch it. Um, you know, it's 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 the fastest um, team sport in the world. I know the, our ice hockey friends might might disagree with us, thinking that they are it, that's the fastest game. But like, it literally, it, that flick was faster than 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 the eye could see. Um, reminiscent of Jimmy Barry Murphy against Limerick and Jimmy Barry Murphy against Galway. In, 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 in days gone by when the, you know the first um, we knew about where the ball was when it rattled the net you know um, like it, it, it was an excellent piece of skill and it was lovely to see it on the camera on Sunday night at close at close range the execution of it and the finish of it but of course we don't have to go back that far to um, only go back to our own Shane Dowling in the All Ireland semi-final not too long ago a club semi-final from the Pearson um, another goal for the ages but um, I it was it was great to you know like Richie Hogan is one of the people that that as I said makes hurling a beautiful game, and um, like it, it was an excellent finish, absolutely a joy to watch. Yeah, and I suppose well we're on Kilkenny, they're the only side of the six left that we haven't spoke about. They're obviously safe into an, an All Ireland semi final. I had fancied them just to come over Galway and get that first Leinster in four years. They'll obviously be really buoyed by the the manner that victory. A Brian Cody victory when you shouldn't win and you do win, and again you don't want to look too too far down the line. Limerick and Kilkenny both have 
have All Ireland semi finals, but that would be a dream All Ireland final matchup, especially after the, the games in 2019 and 2018 between the sides. Oh, would, absolutely. But that, that, that's what I'm saying, Jay. You, you, of the six counties that are left, you can match any two of them. And there are compelling arguments to be made for an outstanding game. You know, Galway and Tipperary, I can see the build up to that game. Clare and Waterford. Yeah. You know, the, the, the resultant semi-finals. There are five games left in the championship. Like that, there, are, there are five humdingers in the making. Yeah, and I suppose, judging by our predictions, I said I fancy Tipperary and Waterford. That would give um, us a Limerick Tipperary and a Kilkenny Waterford uh, semi-finals. And you said Galway and Waterford. That would give us Limerick Galway, Kilkenny Waterford. Look, <laughs> Knowing us, it'll probably be some sort of uh, amalgamation involving Clare with the way our predictions have gone. But next week, again, we'll be looking forward to this other in semi-final, and I certainly can't wait. And unfortunately, before we know it, it'll be all over, and hopefully it'll be Limerick with uh, Liam McCarthy. But as you said, five games to go. Yeah, when, when you're looking at that, we have five games, and, and the Liam McCarthy Cup will be on, it, on, it, on its way, hopefully to Shannon side, but it'll, it'll be on its way somewhere. Yeah, and we'll we'll go on to the to the, the All Ireland uh, football, I suppose, or the the provincial football finals. It probably means little to the to Limerick contingent at the moment. But look, in another world, the Limerick could be preparing for a Munster final. That's not the case, and we'll we'll just have to get over that. But that Munster final between uh, to Cork and Tipperary, I suppose, a lot of headlines have been dominated by by Mark Keane and obviously Colin O'Reardon is now returning for Tipperary. I think the return of Colin O'Reardon really puts Tipperary in a strong position to upset the odds. Cork will obviously be favourites, but he's a fantastic player. And just on O'Reardon for a second, I'll never forget seeing him play against Limerick in under-21s in the Gaelic rounds in Hurland, and he was exceptional full forward. So he's just really a jack of all trades, isn't he? He is. He is, absolutely. Um, he, he is, and as you said, he, he he's a major... He's a major boost to Tipperary. Um, like, Tipperary, I suppose, you know, they're, they're coming in a small bit under the radar in so far as that if, if you look back in Tipperary football for the last um, last 10 years, um, there are a number of these players that will line out against Cork on Sunday who have played in an All-Ireland minor football final and won it. They have played in an All-Ireland under-21 final and were beaten by a single point by Tyrone in um, 2015 or 2016. So, like, um, classically and normally when we'd be speaking about Tipperary football, you'd be talking about a team practically of unknowns, possibly, or people with very, very little experience of playing games at the top level. But this Tipperary team has, has considerable experience. Um, at top level, at, at, at minor and under 21, because they, they, they have been very, very competitive. And like they have, at, at minor and under 21, they have they have broken um, the, the, the court carried duopoly uh, on a number of occasions in, in the last decade. And they're about to benefit by that. And the return of culinary is, is just going to add to that. But having said that, I feel that they're up against it in the Munster final. Um, I... Cork last year, um, like when we saw Cork last year, we saw him relegated, um, dramatically relegated um, uh, after that game in Armagh with a minute to go, they were staying up. 
And the minute into injury time, they were gone down because of what happened in Tullus, which was outside of their control. But Cork regrouped very, very quickly, Jack. And they, they had a very, very good championship campaign last year, even though they only won one game. And uh, that, that game was against Limerick. Um, but they had tremendous performances against Kerry in the Munster final, against Dublin, and Tyrone in the qualifiers. Now they lost to Roscommon in, in the, the final game of the Super 8s. And that was mainly because it was a dead rubber game. And the big question and the trick for Cork and, and, and um, Ronan McCaffrey was, um, could they translate that form? Could they bring it over to this year? And I, I think the answer has been a very, very emphatic yes. Now, they, 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 like, they, 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 they just strode through the league. Now, they only played six games because Longford um, conceded a walkover. They had big wins in five of them. And the game that they had the most difficulty, which augurs well for Sunday, was the league clash with Tipperary and Tullus which they were damn lucky to get out of Tullus, winning by a point. But having, having said that, I, 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 I think Cork have improved considerably since. I, I've no doubt Tipperary have improved as well because they dug out a very, very good win against Clare in, in the quarterfinal. And we saw the type of resilience that they showed against Limerick when their backs were really, really, really to the wall. And, and they dug out a final place there. Cork beating Kerry, in my opinion, is a different level. I, I'm going for Cork on this, but I, 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 I think Tip will push him. But um, I, I find it very hard to see um, anything other than a Cork Mayo semi final. Yeah, obviously Mayo are there waiting at the winners of this. Um, I, I'd agree with with the Cork sentiment. Um, I think again, I think Tip will go will go blow for blow him, but Cork will win the end. But Watching that, watching that game now on Sunday, all I'll be thinking about is that there should be a, a green and white jersey, a Limerick, and not the white and green, obviously, bloody Sunday jerseys. Uh, absolutely. But you see Cork now have introduced Morris Shanley, and they, they've introduced Colin O'Callaghan, they've introduced um, Sean Meehan and Paul Walsh, like all, all players that have, 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 have made a huge difference. And these are young players. You must remember last year, like there was a dramatic seed change in Cork football last year, like from... Like in the end of, in, in April, they were in the dumps um, um, after, after, after being relegated to Division Three, which was unthinkable. But by, by, by the, the end of the campaign, they had won the All Ireland Minor Football Championship, they had won the All Ireland Under 20 Football Championship, and they had put up very, very, very creditable performances in the, in, in, in the Senior Championship. So the whole thing was turned around. The one little piece of the jigsaw that was missing was that the seniors hadn't got a win over one of the big counties. They have done that now, so that monkey is off their back. Yeah, it looks likely that it'll be Cork, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, there's there's two more provincial finals. That Cork-Kerry game is, uh, or, sorry, so I used to say the Cork-Tipperary game is, is Sunday. Uh, also on Sunday, then you have uh, Donegal and Kevin in the Ulster final. Um, Donegal were so impressive against Armagh uh, last weekend. They were so, so good. And Kevin, again, came back from the dead. It looks like, again, Donegal's to lose, but you can't write off Kevin this year. No, you, can, you cannot write him off with the, with, with the type of resilience that, that, that they have shown. 
um, over, we'll say, over, over their wins, like the, 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 the great win over Monaghan. Like that, that was absolutely fantastic, spectacular um, start to the championship. And, and then, then they had to win over Antrim. And like they had the recovery against, um, uh, against Down last weekend. But um, Jack, Donegal at the moment seemed to be ticking all the boxes. And, and um, seemed seem to be a very, very, very formidable side, the way they disposed of Arna. Um, and, and Tyrone, you must remember in the first round, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Donegal in this one. And obviously then on Saturday evening after after hurling, if you haven't got your fixed GA action, you have a, the, the Leinster football final uh, between Dublin and Meath. Obviously the second year in a row. And Meath have been, have been good this year. And they obviously played Division 1 football and, and gave a lot of it to Dublin in uh, Parnell Park. But is, can you see past Dublin winning 10 in a row and a 15th Leinster title in 16 years? I can't, I suppose. I can't. And I, I, I just wonder, like... Um, Meath went to Ockram in the quarterfinal and scored seven goals. They scored five goals against Kildare. Um, like part of me was hoping would they, would, would they should have kept a few of them for Dublin. Um, possibility that they might score any against Dublin now, but um, no, it's it. But look, if there's any team to put it up to Dublin, it's Meath. You know, they 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 have that tradition. They don't they they, they don't fear Dublin. And and um, like I I think the, the as you said about the game in Connell Park, I I think Beat will give a better account of themselves than than is expected. Like they had a very disappointing league campaign, which ended in in in, in relegation. And um, I, I I think this game it'll be the toughest test that Dublin will have got so far. And um, but I, I I expect Dublin to prevail in a check. Yeah, I'd certainly go, go along with that. I, I think I think Mead will, will will stay with them for probably the first 35, 40 minutes, but you'd imagine Desi Farrell's side will pull away in the end. That's uh, that's all the games we have at the weekend in the in the, the senior uh, hurling football championships. But obviously for a Limerick point of view, this weekend is about one team and that's the Donald Ryan's ladies footballers again on Sunday, one o'clock can get available live on the LGFA Facebook page. Uh, there's a link on our website if, if you can find that to, to watch that game. Um, that will take top billing this weekend for us, Matt. And then obviously next weekend we'll have a, an All Ireland uh, semi final in the Harlem to forward to, and we'll, we'll know we'll know who Limerick are playing uh, for next week. So again, many thanks to you, Matt, and we'll see you again next week. Okay, Jack.